your friend. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. Here on a Wednesday. Appreciate Keon Brown joining us and Alex Wilkins, Sal Caressi, in just a little bit. Radford Basketball joining us now, though. Coming up, it's the Rolf Report with Bill Rolf here on BDST. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Presented by the University Club of Virginia Tech, Blacksburg's premier private club and event venue. Now along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Oh, and it's so great to hear that last part, especially the voice of Virginia Tech football once again. Bill Walt, good morning, William. How are you? I'm well. Good morning. Good to be with you. Ten days away from the season opener down in Norfolk as the Hokies get set to battle Old Dominion. So I am probably, like many Hokie fans, very excited and really high school and college football fans everywhere. It all yeah. gets going this week. It does. It does. There's a lot of excitement in the area. And uh, well, what are some of your observations of second scrimmage is in the books, the last scrimmage for Virginia Tech post-camp? What do you like uh, about this team? Well, camp is over, so now they turn their attention to ODU. They've got to get some guys healthy. They've got uh, some other things to work on and clean up, and and obviously injuries are a big part of football, but they'll be huge for this team. I think the bottom line is this. Tech's better at quarterback than it was a year ago, and it should be better defensively than it was a year ago as well. And that is why you can probably, just from 30,000 feet, say, okay, that team was 4-4 and in the conference a year ago. It will if it stays healthy, do better than that this year. So I think that's kind of the Cliff's Notes version of it. Mm-hmm. I really like their ability to throw deep balls. They didn't have that ability a year ago. I think having an experienced quarterback is huge, and a guy that in Grant Wells can, well, in his past, he's shown the ability to win games for, for a ranked football team. So I think that's encouraging. The concerns are our depth. And uh, if any other key guys, and there's some guys out now, if any other key guys get hurt, it could be a, a real problem. No one is claiming that this team has the talent and the depth and the playmaking ability of the 2005 team or anything like that. Clearly, the level of talent isn't what Pry wants it to be, and that's where the recruiting comes in. Uh, but they've got to develop the guys they have. And the culture is so much different as well. So I'm, I'm encouraged. That doesn't necessarily mean that it, it, it's a it's a team that's going to run the table because I don't think that's 
anyone's projection for this team. But it will be a better football team, I think, overall than than what Tech fans have seen the last couple of years. Absolutely. I agree. Bill Roth and the Roth Report here on BDST. Bill, tell us about this uh, ordinance in Blacksburg, the new town ordinance on uh, Center Street. Well, for those that don't know, and a lot of students now have come back and are hearing about it for the first time, the town instituted a new ordinance this past year uh, regarding social gatherings. And if there's going to be a lot of people, which happens on Center Street, you have to have your permit 30 days in advance. Anything over 200 people will the situation at center street can be a thousand people Mm -hmm. and you can't use amplified sound equipment and if you do the blacksburg police are going to shut it down and after what i saw this past weekend at blacksburg what i saw this past weekend in blacksburg without a football game if this ordinance is enforced as written (laughs) this will not have a good ending (laughs) Uh, and I understand it. I have tremendous empathy for the people who live there because Center Street uh, is is important to the social culture of Virginia Tech football. But there has been a lot of underage drinking and there has been excessive alcohol consumption and some crazy behavior there, quite obviously. Right now, whose problem is this? Is this a Virginia Tech problem? Is this a town of Blacksburg problem? I think everyone can can agree that the fan culture of Virginia Tech the fan culture involves alcohol and if you are an if, right yeah sure it does and Absolutely. if you are an alumnus and you are a donor and you give a lot of money you get a really good tailgate spot and you can have your music and you can have your jello mm-hmm. shots and tailgate <laughs> right and if you don't give quite as much maybe you're not in lot one maybe you're in a different lot or you're over in lot 16 right and so f- there's a situation and if you get out of hand well, you, you'd lose your spot. But that's for the adults. Where are the students mm, supposed to tailgate? Right, right. And they don't have the money to pay thousands of dollars every year for a tailgate spot. Most of them don't even have a car. So they're not going to – and whose responsibility is it? And tech isn't like Penn State or even LSU or NC State where the stadium is sitting in the state fairgrounds and there's hundreds and hundreds of acres of field space, Right. Um, at LSU, I think there may be just as many people outside the stadium as in it right. on a day game uh, or, a, or a night game. And with with the Boston College game at night and two weeks later, the West Virginia game at night and this new ordinance that a lot of students are, are maybe not aware of. Um, it, if Tech beats West Virginia, it's going to be a wild, it's going to be a wild yeah, scene regardless. It will be, right. And, and I have tremendous empathy for the people who live there. Uh, and it has gone from just football games or the night before to other nights of the week. And that neighborhood has, it's really become like a mosh pit. It's like party town USA for anything. And so I have great empathy. But if you say you can't go there, they're going to go someplace else. And, and what I saw in downtown Blacksburg last weekend, Friday and Saturday, shows they're going to go somewhere else, Rick. And I, I I don't like the 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 town of Blacksburg police trying to shut down a party with a, a thousand kids. How in the world could, does that end well? What are the optics of that? That's a great point. What are the visuals yeah. of that? Mm-hmm. And so, 
I know, I know with Babcock, I don't know that it's responsibility as the athletic director to determine where students should party. I, <laughs> but I know everyone is aware of it and everyone is working on it. Um, but, you know, when LSU played here a few years ago, like they stormed this town with RVs and, and people and there were fights in the streets and whatnot. And, and Tech like wasn't, or the town wasn't ready to handle an SEC crowd like that. And it was like, why are all these people here? Well, that's an LSU fan culture. And it, it's something that's, I don't know that it's unique to Blacksburg. I just think that maybe we haven't seen what has happened at some other schools. And and students are going to party. They are going to tailgate. And I honestly say on this show, before the Saturday night BC game and before the Wednesday night West Virginia game, if that ordinance is enforced as it is currently written, it will not have a good ending. Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. Something to think about, folks, if you're heading to Blacksburg. Uh, before we head out to the break, Bill, I want to pass this along. This just happened a little while ago. Or it was just announced, and you'll appreciate this being a historian, and also it's a fellow broadcaster. Lenny Dawson, who's been battling some uh, health issues, just passed away a little while ago, or they announced hmm. his passing. And you know, Sorry to hear that. Yeah, he Len was, was a really good – Wasn't he? Very good announcer. Mm-hmm. Very good – very good broadcaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was doing it. He was doing broadcasting while he was actually playing for Hank Stram back in the day. That's right, back in the AFL. So it was pretty he was cool. a play-by-play announcer, <laughs> right. as a former player. So cool, so so cool. All right, it is the Roth Report with Bill Roth. We still have the SMA update coming up. Plus, we'll get the Baker team game of the week. It's Week Zero in college football. We're very excited, and the NRV Heart Clinic Top Three. All that's coming up. More with Bill Roth when we return. Rolling along here on a Wednesday. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. This is Rick Watson, voice of the Radford University Highlanders and host of Big Dog Sports Talk. Let me tell you about my friend Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster. If you are looking to buy or sell here in the NRV, I can think of nobody better to take care of your real estate needs than Louise. She's meticulous, very detail-oriented, and will work to make what can be a very stressful time as stress-free as possible. Call Louise today for all of your real estate needs. You'll be glad you did. For more information, go to nrvhomes.com. That's nrvhomes.com. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's universityclubofvt.com. From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. We are back with Bill Roth and the Roth Report. The SMA update, week one. 
Really excited. We had 50 kids last night at our 3304 kickoff meeting. These are young, aspiring journalists who want to be writers or podcasters or bloggers or broadcasters, play-by-play, anchors, host the shows, all these things that we're doing with our student medium. Uh, We've got several young kids that are really interested in graphic art, uh, graphic design, and photography. And we have uh, opportunities for them as well. And it's just so exciting, Rick, to be in a room full of that energy and the people who want to do it. And I'm just so appreciative. The university has given us incredible facilities to work in, Tech Athletics, and the other teams in our league, the Virginia Tech Athletics, number one, but also other teams give our kids space to do games and credential them in the league, the ACC. We had 12 of our students credentialed for the men's basketball tournament. And that's really been an exciting thing for me personally, but for the kids especially, right? They get to cover these great events and go on the road and, and they're going to do it again this year. And and so we have, we've got a bunch of young people that are that are here from all over the country. So last night we we have a freshman Abby, she's from Seattle. We have Duke who's from Newport Beach, California. Uh, we have several people from upstate New York and also from uh, Westchester County just north of the city. And we've got people from Jacksonville and Davie, Florida. We're coast to coast with this thing, and it's really neat. The majority of our of our, our SMA students are in state kids, right? From you know, like like the university itself. Like, no, almost everybody's from Fairfax County or Loudoun. However, uh, from all over the country, they're coming, so it's really cool. Yeah, you're like the Big Ten of the SMA. Oh. SMA. You're not quite coast. that budget. We're not in that. We're not in that budget. Yeah, but I, but I, you know, it's so exciting, and and they get they bring different perspectives, and it's really exciting. That's uh, very very cool. Great news all the way around. Of course, we have uh, been very uh, the beneficiaries of your program over recent years with some of your students, and so it's been terrific, terrific, and that's great. It's great to hear. So, but you're right, that enthusiasm rubs off, doesn't it, when you're in that room, that energy. Oh, I was on campus last night till like nine forty five with these people. It was amazing. <laughs> All right, um, man, this is going to be fun. Week zero is here. Uh, the Baker team game of the week, uh, I have a feeling, is going to probably represent week zero. The Nebraska Cornhuskers <laughs> and the Northwestern Wildcats open conference play Saturday in Dublin, Ireland. <laughs> wow. What do you think about that? I think it's, well, you know, Ireland has a five-game deal in place to play a college football game every year. Notre Dame was supposed to play it against Navy a couple years ago, but they had the pandemic. And um, last year, Nebraska was going to play Illinois, uh, but they moved it. Hang on, the dog is chewing on a spindle. Baxter. (laughs) Baxter! You know how much that costs? I I buy you all these chew toys, and you're chewing the wood spindle of the staircase. Of course he is, of course. Um... Last year, Nebraska and Illinois were supposed to play, but because of COVID and the rules of uh, immigration in Ireland, they, they didn't play it. So I think it's great. Number one, I think it's awesome to start with a conference game. This is a huge season for Nebraska. It is. Huge for Scott Frost. And they're starting with a conference game Saturday. So that's, number one, really the more, more important thing here. It's a Big Ten game uh, and, and a huge season for them. But I, I think it's cool to have college football played internationally and – <laughs> you know, Nebraska fans are wild, man. I, how many Nebraska fans do you think bought tickets to this thing? I don't know. I was going to ask you if you've heard of any numbers. I haven't. I haven't. I but wonder. I, my sense is that it doesn't matter where the Huskers play. When we turn Fox on Saturday, there's going to be the sea of red in Dublin, Ireland. 
Don't you think? Uh, yeah, I think so. I just know this, Bill, and you know as well. When we were out there, we did. We went out there as well for that game, and Tyrod went off, and uh, Tech knocked off the Huskers in Lincoln. Some of the most respectful fans about Virginia Tech's program, all of them. They, uh, yeah, they cheered the Hokies as they left the field. They did. They did. Yeah, it was really interesting. But they travel, and uh, now Ireland's a little bit different. Ireland, that's a that's a flight. <laughs> Yeah, they can't just ride a car over there, can they? <laughs> so that'll be sad. I'm just glad college football is here. And that's a significant game. It, it's not just a an exhibition, you know, a spring training practice game. It's a Big Ten conference game Saturday. I think it's at noon or 1230 Eastern on Fox. Yeah, it's an, and, and, you know, your other point, too, about what a big year it is. I mean, how tough is it for Nebraska's administration to have one of their native sons back, Scott Frost, who had such a high pedigree at UCF, and he hasn't gotten it done? Such a big year for him. It's tough, isn't it? The Nebraska situation is the most ridiculously unfathomable, unfathomable Rubik's Cube in this coaching thing because yeah, yeah. he is the perfect fit. He, he won big at UCF. He's a Tom Osborne, Nebraska guy. Right. Uh, but they better win this year. Yeah, if not, yeah. Yeah. it won't matter. It won't matter. All right, so that's coming up uh, week zero. There's another Big Ten game of some interest, Wyoming and Illinois. A couple ACC teams against uh, teams they should handle. So we get a first look at Florida State and Carolina as well. Yeah, Florida State and Duquesne. Yeah, I don't know that that's uh, – yeah. yeah. And what, A&M, Florida A&M. And I'll tell you, here's an upset. Here's an upset. What you got? Yeah, I was looking at some of those. What do you think? How about Hawaii against Vanderbilt at Hawaii on Saturday? Okay. All right. Would that be an upset? I don't know. That's that's a good call. I mean, Vanderbilt traveling like that late night? Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. They are spending the entire week out there. That's okay. my kind of scheduling. Yeah, you don't mind that at all? Vanderbilt week. Open, open on the road at Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii your, week. La, your last week of preseason camp is uh, – they, they went out on Sunday. They, they're going to spend a full six days prepping for the game. Uh, well, week zero is here, and you're right. Can't wait. I can't wait to get my eyeballs on that Nebraska game as well. Uh, all right, time now as we look at uh, – oh, this is always my favorite, the Bills, top three. Three, two, one! Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bills Top 3, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. Uh, this is a great topic entering the season, the top three new assistant coaches in the ACC. This is good well, stuff. Well, thank you. Well, everyone's talking about, obviously, Virginia Tech has a new coach. UVA has a new coach. Duke has a new coach. Uh, Miami Hurricanes have a new coach. Uh, head coach but what I want to talk about who are the most impactful assistants yes this is that cool. have come into this league um, new new coaches in new roles I mean they're not they're not new coaches they're just coaches that have coached that are now really in really important positions and these are my top three assistant coaches today in no particular order okay and they are uh, Joe Rudolph at Virginia Tech Josh Gaddis at Miami and Brandon Streeter at Clemson those are the three guys that I think can make a real impact on their respective programs. So let's start with Joe. He's the new offensive line coach at Virginia Tech. And that's a key, key thing. And it's one of the biggest hires and biggest investments Virginia Tech has made. Um, uh, we don't have to go into the salary, but I can tell you that, that he, Coach Rudolph's making way more than, than any of the coordinators made during the Fuente era. Right. And he's the offensive line coach. Well, why? Did Tech make this investment? Well, he was the nation's top offensive line coach at Wisconsin, and he's just, he's got the perfect pedigree. He 
He's from Charleroi near Pittsburgh. He uh, he was team captain at Wisconsin, right, as an offensive yeah, lineman. Yeah. He's got that DNA for Barry Alvarez. If you're the team captain as a lineman yeah. at Wisconsin, you know what you're about. Absolutely. He coached at Pitt. They had a coaching change. He was the interim coach at Pitt. You know, so, I mean, the administrators respect him. Everyone who's played for him respects him. He is going to be a huge addition to Virginia Tech. So, Coach Rudolph is on my list. Josh Gaddis was the Royals Award winner last year in yeah. Michigan mm-hmm. as the offensive coordinator for the Wolverines. And had Jim Harbaugh, for some crazy reason, left to become the new head coach down at Miami for uh, you know the Dolphins owners, a Michigan guy. Had that happen, I'm not so sure Josh wouldn't be the head coach at Michigan. Uh, very highly paid, very, very successful. Michigan had a great season, won the Big Ten. They're going to be really good this year. Elite recruiter. Uh, he was involved in the – ironically enough, uh, his mentor in this whole coach, minority coach administrator thing was with Babcock, of all things. Wow, okay. Uh, the whole time. Uh, and so Miami said, who's the, who's the number one offensive coordinator in the country, college or pro? Let's get him. They Pay got him. him. Miami did that. Yeah. So it was so that's my point. It wasn't just hiring the Oregon coach. <laughs> that's right. It was who let's just go let's just go crazy spending and hire people. Sure. Um so that so that's where I think Josh fits in with the Canes. And he's inheriting a really good offense and an elite quarterback. He he may be inheriting a better quarterback at Miami than what he left behind in Ann Arbor. I think he and, is. I think he is. You know, with uh, Van Dyke. And third the last time we, we we talked about Brandon Streeter, uh, John Engelberger was hitting him low while Corey Moore was hitting him high. <laughs> right. And and he was the quarterback, uh, a quarterback at Clemson. Uh, he's been there for a long time. Clemson has new coordinators on both sides of the ball. And I think Cle- if Clemson is to be what Clemson needs to be for the ACC and what it hopes to be, they're ranked in the top five. Uh, Brandon Streeter is going to be the guy to turn that offense around because they were not really good offensively last year at Clemson. And that's Brandon's – I mean, this is his dream job. Imagine you're the quarterback at Clemson and now Dabo pins you and makes you the OC. Mm -hmm. And you're a Clemson dude, right? I mean – and he, by the way, he quarterbacked Clemson when they weren't great. I mean, the Hokies beat him a couple of times and beat him pretty good. They weren't – yeah. What they are now wasn't like a top three yeah, team. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but he's been really loyal to that school. And yeah, I, I think – so those three guys, Coach Gaddis, Coach Rudolph, Coach Streeter, as assistants in the ACC are three guys to watch this year. I think those are great choices. feels like Streeter's got the most pressure. I think Rudolph's you know, going to turn out to be the best hire when we look back at it. And I think Josh Gaddis is going to play himself into a head coaching role very soon. I believe that's going to happen. Yeah, it, it kind of has that feeling, doesn't it? It does. It really, really does. And, I, and I, you know, offensive coordinators always have pressure. Yes. And, and, yes. And, and Clemson has been so good offensively until last year, right? I mean, they've just been churning out elite. I mean, they got elite players. Um, and, I mean, I could call the plays. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. I, give the ball to ETN. <laughs> Let Trevor Lawrence throw this down the Trevor, field. Trevor, <laughs> Deshaun Watson, whoever you want. Even before that, Kelly Bryant, yeah, do your thing. Do yeah. your thing. You- <laughs> yeah. But you know they, you know they, they, they thought they have a great, and they still do. They, they've got a really good quarterback there. So you know, Brandon played quarterback at Clemson. You know, it's funny. It's like you. I think everyone understands that your rivals in the ACC, regardless of which team you cheer for, and I'm guessing most people listening are Hokie fans. They are your rivals, and 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 you want. 
you want tech to beat them, but it's important. We understand they're also your business partners. Absolutely. And Absolutely. it's important for them to have success. And so it may be, it might be hard to root for Florida State if you don't like them against yeah. LSU. And it might be hard to pull for Miami against Texas A&M, right? Because your DNA says sure, you shouldn't. Sure, sure. But the fact of the matter is, if, if, if Florida State Miami aren't good, it's going to really hurt yeah, the league. You're right. And, and, and we're seeing what's happening now. So Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, listen, enjoy week zero. Great stuff as always. Appreciate it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have to – how do I get my dog to not chew – the staircase. <laughs> I don't know. You've ne- I'm talking to him right now. You've never know. done that before, dude. You've football never done season. that before. He's excited. It's football season, right? That's how he's showing you. He's ready. Do you to know go. how expensive that would be oh, to repair? No. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's got these chew toys. That's a that's an elk antler. That was like thirty eight dollars I spent on that thing. Please bring him to studio. I'll bring yeah. him out of the studio. He'll, he'll be he'll be chewing. He'll be on chewing your, on our studio. <laughs> I'd love to meet him. I'd That's also him. expensive. Yeah, it is. It is. See you, man. Have a All great right, rest of your week, man. You too, man. Take care. See y'all. Bye. <laughs> it's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We'll take a break. Radford basketball next. Dal Caressi in studio. More coming up. Stay with us here on a Wednesday. Morning. This is Kimberly McBroom in the WDBJ 7 Newsroom with our latest update. The Allegheny County Sheriff's Office is looking for a missing 12-year-old boy, Bradley Joe McGuire, a boys' home resident. He was last seen by boys' home staff between noon and 2 p.m. on his bike carrying a fishing pole. His bike was found by the boys' home. Officials ask you to contact them if you have any information. And Danville, a grand jury's indicted Richard Lee Wilson Jr. on first-degree murder charges. Wilson was arrested in July for the killing of Derek Richardson. He was found shot at an apartment complex on Piney Forest Road. Wilson was already in custody on unrelated charges and was then charged with the shooting. And Virginia has the third highest pay gap for teachers in the nation, according to the Economic Policy Institute. The gap compares what teachers make to other professions. The study says a major reason teachers are considering leaving the field is because of the pay. That's your latest news update on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. You know when it comes time for an address change to purchase new or sell the old, you want a knowledgeable professional in your corner. You know, buying or selling your home can be a scary experience. Well, set aside any fears with the Louise Baker team. They'll guide you through the journey of buying or selling your home. So remember these names, Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda. The Louise Baker team. For more info, visit and like the Louise Baker team on Facebook and nrvhomes.com.
Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's University Club of vt.com.